Welcome back, everybody. My name is Matthew McCullough, and I am here today with Professor Larry Cotabacker to discuss his book, Hong Kong Between One Country and Two Systems. Today, we, were, we are talking about Chapter 26, written on Sunday, May 31st, 2020, The Four Great Errors and the Stratagems, or Stratagems of Meaning Making. Uh, how are you doing, Professor Becker? No, Hopefully better fine. than I am. Yeah, no, just fine. Oh, believe me. Uh, as I, I, on more than one occasion, I've tripped over my own words, especially when I'm thinking in Spanish and trying to speak in English simultaneously. So I feel your pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this was an interesting chapter to read, and not just the title, but throughout the uh, throughout this chapter. So, can you tell your viewers and readers and listeners, or viewers, listeners, readers, can you tell them about why you wrote this chapter? Yeah, I like I like your your very subtle jab there. An interesting chapter. Uh, interesting is of course the word I use when I don't want to use the word I really want to use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it is. This was a um, not a difficult chapter, but a, a chapter uh, like the chapter before, where we're at the end of May. Things are already occurring, but it, they're they're occurring very quickly, and we're still trying to think through. Uh, what is going on? The end game is is kind of working through, and I wanted to do a little bit of stock taking here. Uh, the end of May, we've had almost a year of this, uh, and this extraordinary year, starting with a vector going apparently uh, in one direction with a lot of noise and people taking positions through December. COVID hits, and then we're going in another direction, and then boom, out of all of this. Uh, after March and April, we've got uh, finally the central authorities make their move. Uh, and, and of course, when they move, they move quite decisively. And then everyone else is kind of uh, there with their mouth open. And by them, I mean not just the, um, the, the constellation of factions of um, protesters in Hong Kong, but I mean the international community, the, uh, the Americans, and, and of course, uh, pause, dot, 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 and, and the Brits and the, the, the other members of the international community that is still thinking about all of this. Um, and in, in this chapter, what I wanted to do was think through discursively what had been going on, but to kind of look at it against um, uh, uh, a, a very famous uh, essay that uh, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche wrote uh, in which he put out the idea that, um, especially discursively, but in all kinds of other ways, people as they seek, or institutions, people as in a capital P, although it happens to us as, as individuals as well, um, <laughs> we, we spend a lifetime of seeking things, but then fooling ourselves as well, uh, as we try to get to where we're going. And um, this, this constant discursive, not just fooling others, but fooling ourselves, uh, tends to mark a lot of what passes for the way in which humans build the, uh, the reality worlds around them. And as a result, right, what wound up happening in Hong Kong winds up happening is that you go along, you go along, and you've got this whole picture in your head, you've made this elaborate set of meanings, and then all of a sudden you're brought up short, and you go, oh, goodness, what happened? I had no idea. 
or famous last words, I didn't see it coming, or wow, that was unexpected, or oops, I had no idea this rock was there and now I've tripped and broken my head. Uh, so it's that kind of thing and that kind of stock taking. Nietzsche uh, split this up into four different kinds of, of error that, that comes from, or four different ways that people either delude themselves uh, or in their effort to delude others, delude themselves. And, and the four errors were the errors of confusing cause and effect or cause and consequence, right? So you, you treat cause as the effect and you treat the effect as the cause. That's extremely common and very useful and a stratagem that is very powerful. And the second one is the error of false causality. You're just making this puppy up. Right. And we, we've actually seen this, um, as, as you know, we, it is, um, we're, we're doing this at the very beginning of March. Uh, the Russian forces have moved into the Ukraine and there they have been uh, to, uh, but without being able to convince uh, very many people that the reason they, in part, the reason they marched into the Ukraine was to root out uh, the Nazism of, I guess, the Jewish president and uh, the, the the rest of the population of the Ukraine. So here you've got a cause that serves the, the Russian state well, but one that is um, where you aren't even being very, you, in this case, you didn't even need to work very hard to kind of make it plausible, except for yourself, right? And to the extent you believe it, uh, and you might have to believe it in order to justify sending, uh, you know, several hundred thousand uh, troops into a, a neighboring state. So you've got the error of confusing cause and effect. You've got the error of false causality. You've got the error of imaginary causes, which are slightly different than false causes. Um, and here there is a complete disconnect. And, and, you know, and sometimes you might wonder, we, we can argue whether, for example, the uh, Nazi hunting of the Russian army in the Ukraine is a false causality error or an imaginary cause error, um, but 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 there it is. And then uh, the one that is uh, probably uh, the most interesting and the most relevant in the the context of Hong Kong as this chapter progresses is the error of free will. No one likes this, and this is the probably the hardest one of Nietzsche's four categories of error that, that, that people uh, resist. And especially in the West where uh, our own sense of rationalizing the universe and the world around us is built on the absolute conviction of personal autonomy and institutional autonomy and indeed our religion to some extent um, are the way in which we've ordered our system, systems of, of markets and uh, market-driven systems and the like are all based on this supposition that there is uh, a substantial and perhaps a, an infinite, although I don't think anyone buys that anymore, uh, amount of autonomy, which we can call free will, that then allows people to be their own agent, right? But as it turns out, and for those of us, and I know you're, you're in this uh, very much as well, who've been looking at uh, nudging and data-driven governance. And uh, in, uh, in China, the, the underlying notions, for example, of social credit 
understand that indeed free will, the error of free will, the error of your sense of autonomy is actually the probably the cleverest of the errors that you have, because a whole point of this error is to induce people to act on the belief that they're doing this out of their own volition, when in fact, what you've managed to do is to guide, to position everything, inducements, uh, punishments, um, and everything else so that what appears to be a logical free choice is actually an inevitable nudging into a particular space. And so that's, that's, that's what I tried to, to do here and then apply this uh, to the situation in Hong Kong, uh, not just from the perspective of, of the, uh, again, the, the uh, protesters and the protester camp, uh, but also the, the central authorities and the international community. And each of them either uh, were hobbled by or were able to make use of quite strategically uh, one or more of these, um, these errors in order to advance their position. And all of these then presented themselves discursively uh, over the course of these, uh, this quite volatile period from the beginning of June uh, 2019 to its end. And, you know, it, at the end of May, uh, there were still a lot of people, and certainly a lot of what I've now started calling bubble people, people who are so invested in their own little bubbles that they can't see the universe around them. Uh, and that these bubbles seem to be getting more and more opaque, but that's a different uh, series of podcasts uh, <laughs> that we can do, but uh, central, certainly among the, the uh, bubble people outside of Hong Kong and within the protester community and there because of the nature of their investment in almost a year of protesting, the reality of what was emerging uh, uh, by the end of May uh, 2020 was just a very hard pill to swallow. And now I'm shifting metaphors. And, and you know that when I start talking about swallowing pills, I'm moving, I'm sorry, I know this is now a cliche. So please forgive me. I'm moving to the, the matrix and the, the two pills, the reality pill and the other reality pill. So that's that's essentially what what um, what the, the chapter was uh, about. So one more question that I'd like to ask you is, do you believe that it is, was absolutely necessary for this discourse that one, at least one of these uh, errors of causation were used or employed oh my God, by yeah, either side? Yeah. Okay. But, but the, the thing is, it's, but this isn't unique to Hong Kong. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if you read this carefully, you realize that Hong Kong is actually a, a relatively minor blip on the, uh, the quite long arc of development of both the use of these strategies, stratagems proactively, you know, if you think you've got a handle on it, but at the same time, and this is Nietzsche's warning, uh, you think that you're wielding the hammer, but if you look around you, you might discover to your own horror that while you're sort of in command of whatever of these four errors you think you're deploying, your holding of the hammer and using it in this way might itself be the product of the application of these stratagems of error by someone else around you. And so the, the caution here is that 
um, it's, it's a double caution. We're all in it. Right? Mm-hmm. And to some extent, we can kind of become as conscious as we can about it. But in the course, certainly of intercommunal engagement, and especially when you're dealing with uh, politics and economics, it is very hard to only be the manager of error in others without yourself being subjected in some way to or managed by, especially the last one, uh, the error of free will. Okay. Right. And so that, that's in a sense what, what's going on here and, and what we're looking at uh, when, when we're looking at uh, the, the situation in Hong Kong. Um, and there was a lot of cause and effect. And, and just, a, a, for example, a minor, a minor example, right? Um, <clears throat> the whole notion of um, the, uh, the necessity for autonomy based on the development of the indigenous democratic cultures of Hong Kong may, might well be understood as an inversion of cause and effect and it mm-hmm. might well have been the opposite, right? And mm-hmm. so, right, that you flip it. Uh, the fear of, uh, of chaos, right, may be an imaginary cause. Um, the, um, the and, 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 you know, and on and on and on and on. Um, the, the false causality is, is really uh, nicely exemplified. And I, I know I don't want to take uh, a, a tremendous amount of time with this. And I really, it, it's a chapter that's worth reading uh, rather than me trying to, to summarize it in, in some way. I'm trying to give you an appetite for it. Um, but the, the, the way in which the ideological framework within which these meaning universes were created uh, is actually a double uh, error, the kind of double error I was talking about. On the one hand, it's proactively and strategically used the uh, to frame a discourse within an ideology is a really wonderful way of projecting uh, the appearance of will when it doesn't exist because your will is to a very large extent with respect to everyone bounded by the ideological constraints or blinkers or premises, depending on, on your view of these things that you adopt. Um, at the same time, uh, there is practically no way to get out from that lack of free will. So even mm-hmm. as you're projecting it, you are yourself a prisoner of, or an inhabited uh, a prisoner makes it sound like it's bad and you can escape. You, there is no escape is my point. Um, you are yourself an inhabitant of another one that might well be propelling you to create uh, the, the discursive projectiles that, that you're putting out. And that makes it easier for someone else to then accept whatever winds up coming out or, you know, in their own meaning universe, then uh, resisting to, to the extent uh, that, that you can. But lots of this stuff is, is going on uh, and, and you begin to see this. So you turn around and you look back at the, uh, the other 25 chapters and you realize, wow, okay, there's a lot of really interesting things uh, going on that can be um, better refined or perhaps more rigorously understood in the context of both the uh, projection and the receipt the, or the commission of, of error. And I think with that, hopefully this, this will 
uh, wet people's uh, appetite uh, to to um, read the chapter. It, it's no, I, I think that's what makes the chapter uh, so significant within this book. Granted, the book can be taken further uh, than just this one incident. Uh, th this chapter specifically definitely does uh, serves a, a significant amount of relevance to a lot of other issues throughout uh, uh, human history. So I think that it, it has high usefulness for anybody that does decide to read the book uh, specifically. Right. Our last little point. So I've, we've talked about virtually everything but false causality. And one of mm -hmm. the things I talk about in the chapter is uh, how you can situate, for example, the entire discourse of this, uh, the Sino-UK uh, declaration uh, mm -hmm. within the context of false causalities, mm -hmm. uh, both from the international community in one direction and then as false causality from the Chinese central authorities in, in the other direction. So there's a lot of that that, that uh, populates this chapter and makes it uh, a lot of food for thought. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. And we're going to leave it right there for you, the viewer and the reader, to do what you're supposed to do and read the book. Please go out and buy the book. Again, Fine, thank tomorrow. you. There we go. Uh, thank you again for speaking with me, Professor Backer. Um, I hope that you all will continue this journey along with us. We are almost done. We promise we will get these out as quickly as possible. All, all right. right. Thank you. Thank you have you. a good day. All right. All right. Bye.